I didn't put people where they were supposed to go. Hold on just a second. We're going to get that taken care of. I know where Who everybody I? goes now. Right now, you're you. You're, you did it. You did the thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's newest adventure in the four keeps. The Abyss Part 3. Today is October 17th, 2022, and you are... Loved! That is a very important message that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indooradventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. Or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indooradventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us again at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But let's say you already support us on Patreon. You already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful places. And you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Guess what, Acorns? Got your back, quite literally, in fact. Because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks. We even got posters, hats. Uh, what's that other thing? Face mask. I'm in the middle of packing, so I don't really know where a lot of my shit is, but I know where a face mask is. And especially with the symbol of Tiamat upon it, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201. And if you go to the merch store, I have been informed that we actually have two new pieces of merch that we are able to display. The first of which, years in the making gifted to us from the gods of design aka cyberwolf himself we have a please don't kiss the alchemist pattern that you can finally get on things like aprons for your belated summer cookouts the saxophones and buttons and pins and stuff the other thing that we have is something that uh, Wings and I have been working on for quite a little bit of time. It's something that uh, actually was said on this channel, uh, and then we utilized it for other things. Kindness is not a weakness. Now, I am going to be showing what that pattern looks like here on the Twitch stream, or at least I would try uh, if it was going to be working. Now, the cool thing about this pattern, and I personally like it because I think it's a cool pattern. It's not showing up, but that's totally fine. Uh, let's see I here. could throw it into art showcase if you want. Yeah, do it. Should put it in the art showcase because okay. not only, not only was this designed by Wings, all of the text that we have on there was done by our very own Noctua Magna, super fan of the show. So we figured, hey, Noctua always does really great calligraphy work. Go and check out their coffee. It's coffee. Uh, yes, kindness is not a weakness. Connor's got the pattern right there. Otherwise, you can go and check that out on the Discord. You will see that there is a little knight extending a flower to a dragon. So if that's something that you're interested in, consider checking out it's a good time but that is it for the new merch alert so with that hey rj who are you playing today hey everybody i'm rj i'm feeling a little bit more refreshed than last week today i'm playing kale the shatter kai wizard we both go by he him hi 
MLB hack him up. I'm feeling more uh, disoriented in my brain space today, so if I'm looking down today, that's why. Uh, but I'm playing Gwen, the halfling barbarian fighter. We both go by she, her. Hello, I am Connor. Uh, I use he or whatever pronouns. I am very not color balanced because I just shined a <laughs> white background into my camera for a very long time. Uh, I play Arjan. Arjan is a draconian sticker. Uh, <laughs> you're not Shit, that's not that's not what we do now. <laughs> he uses he him pronouns. Hey everybody. <laughs> I'm DanaeKeener.com. I'm playing as Coriander, the Elgin Paladin. Uh, they go by she, they, and he, and I go by she, her. And I'm the Endora Adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off, our group had received the information as much as they could about the pseudo-deity Prince of Undeath himself, none other than Orcus, the lord of the 133rd layer of the abyss known as Thanatos. Your group decided, after spending some time and reconvening, that maybe going directly into the abyss without properly preparing wasn't the right place. So instead, we figured out what the best opportunity was, what the best idea that we had in order to figure out uh, what to do about this Orcus problem, if it can be called a problem, uh, resulting in Cory uh, donning the full mantle of Coralon, meeting with the rest of the Elven Pantheon to kind of get, uh, hey, maybe we should do something about this, and got told we'll send it up the chain to the next guy, uh, which is, you know, a little difficult because Cory for the most part, you are that next guy that they are going to be forwarding that information along to. Uh, likewise, uh, your group decided, okay, well, maybe we can uh, not kidnap, that's a strong word for it, strong arm, maybe do a little browbeating uh, on a follower of Orcus to see if maybe they would be able to communicate to uh, the Lord of Goats uh, on your behalf possibly, or at least like kind of let you know uh, what Orcus was about. Uh, so that was all presented. You were uh, able to find out that followers of Orcus tend to gather where there have been places of large unrest, uh, areas of mass death. You were given several locations to check out. One of them, of course, was the ruins of the former floating city of Vascor. Not having an easy way to actually fast travel to that location, you all decided that you were going to spend some time on the road and really get figure out the best way in order to do that. And so we have been, I want to say it, it's been several years of this game. We fast played. We fast played a few days uh, of like a week and a half uh, as you continued to make your way towards Vascor. Great. Uh, over the last week, though, I know that as players, we were figuring out other ways, uh, other means of communication. So we're going to kind of just open this. Uh, we're going to open this setting up, open this session up. It's early morning on one of the days of travel that you have left. You still have about uh, at this point, uh, still roughly around three to four days until you get to Vascor proper. Uh Let's kind of explore the space. Is there anything that you guys would like to do before you actually reach the ruins of this city?
Um, just gonna reaffirm. Muted, son. Just to reaffirm, uh, we're here to get the teleportation spell and try to find some people that follow Orcus, right? Because of the whole death and murder thing. Y yeah, that's what I thought. May maybe. Um. There's no guarantee that any August cultists will actually be over there. But we do need a teleport spell. Well, someone's gotta know it, right? It's a College of Mages. It was a College of Mages. Whoops. College, the Mages College is still mostly there. Like, that library, at least, remained floating, but... A lot of the dormitories, staff, most of where the people are, did was not on the auxiliary power. It'll buff right out. Yeah. Will it? Okay. No. Anyway. So yeah, the Saladre are cool. Elven pantheon. Saldarin. Sildarin. Oh, a what? No, I think you're thinking about Waldorf. Um, anyway, uh, it's the elven pantheon, essentially. We, when we elfed off, um, Cory and I tranced and ended up in their domain. Oh. Did it now? I wanted to see if they had anything useful to share about Orcus. Just a bit out of my depth. And we didn't learn anything? Hmm. Well, we learned that Orcus is not going to be an easy person to negotiate with. Uh, in fact, it's nigh impossible. Right. We kind of already knew that. Yeah. I learned that there is a member of the Sildarin that has been claimed by Orcus and is now the father of all ghouls. Oh, yeah. So, Orcus literally sway to god love love that we to be fair we orcus we made them a ghoul and then as a ghoul they became a god but they were not a god first and then became a ghoul the other way around and i definitely would know that as a huge corallon nerd uh-huh so I, I think we really need to get an expert on this. Agreed. Do you think there's anybody that like studies Orcus that's not a follower? Uh, oh, you know who we could ask? Maybe how to how do I know something? Okay. Do you think he would? What was his circle of study? Uh, the Shadow Wave, for the most part. Hmm. Does that have much to do with the undead? Well, weaves the weave. Um, shadow or not, you have to draw that power from somewhere. I can shoot ascending over and see if he knows anything. Hmm. I I think an, an expert on demons, maybe more up our alley. Um. 
That's true. Do we know anybody that studied, like, the Demonomicon or something like that? Was that this game? No, nope. that wasn't this game. Uh, right. Well, well. I'm, I don't know what Arjun knows on a 26 Arcana from last time, but uh, at, at the very least, I think we established that he has heard of a story of some powerful witch who was... Uh very commanding over some demons yes and lived to tell the tale indeed uh, possibly because of her connections to baba yaga also correct yes yeah you would know the name of that witch to be tasha she has gone by other names as well but most notably she is the creator of tasha's hideous laughter she's famous i've even heard of her i hear her mm. cauldron has everything does she have a cauldron? Is that a euphemism? Hideous laughter I mean, is a very popular fae spell. I mean, even still, that that's a long shot. I have no idea where to begin to think to find her, but... Get ask Alira. Do we have a way to contact Alira? Once again, sending. Catch y'all. Though I don't know if she's on this plane or not, so it might be a bit iffy. Caleb, technically you would be able to send an Orcus, wouldn't you? No. Why? Why? Well... <laughs> well time out real quick. I saw the smile in indoors. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yeah, that's we a good idea. We probably could, but there's no sense in getting it his attention if we don't already have it. Right. Oh, is he all-knowing? I don't think he's omniscient. Okay. Good. Something to put in our back pocket. I'd like to mitigate contact with any extra planner deities. Two ones that we can trust. Fair enough. Mostly because I don't know if he can do like a whole like mind jack sort of thing over that sort of connection. Mm, yeah, you don't have the best track record with that. Yeah. But I, I am it, but... here. I can do something about that now. Last resort. Yeah. To try and contact Alira. Orcus. Okay. Sorry. Um, bit of a rabbit trail. I mean, my my other suggestion would be to try and just find a trail to Baba Yaga. Um, I think she's Archway, not, but not one of the Isles. Um. It would explain why I've never heard of her. Why are all of our options terrible? Oh, we could also go to Sigil. That was fun. I enjoyed that place. Well, we would need a way to get there. And also, I don't think we'd want to help Parnell out. Oh, yeah, no, we do. I'd like to avoid that if we can. Alright, so we're gonna send Alira. Yeah. Let's see if and and ask if she knows a way to get into contact with Baba Yaga. Well, I mean, cut out the middle. Uh, 
potentially problematic archway. See if she knows a way to Tasha. Ah, true. All right. Give me a second. Do I got to roll anything, Simon? Uh, she's not on this plane. She is this plane? There, it's... <sighs> you got to roll to contact this plane? She Gaia represents... Is, Earth. is she on Earth? She's yeah. not on this plane currently, but her bodily state reflects the health of said plane. That's concerning. It's not even I the plane. She represents this continent. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember when she pulled a wormy out of her ribs? Nasty. Calum cast Meteor Swarm to get her attention. <laughs> you could! I, I cast Climate Change. Yeah, if you want to do that, I'll... Hey, man. I won't stop you yeah. from spending a spell slot, and then we can figure it out from there. I play oh my, my Exxon over Gulf of Mexico. Stop. Jesus. Boo. Don't like that. Captain right. Planet is sad. Sending. Here we go. Okay. Um, Alira, it's Calum. We need help to contact contact a hag by the name of Tasha. Would you happen to Ooh. know? Oof. I don't think she's a hag. Someone named Tasha. Would you know? Would you happen to know? And the response back that you get is, I know. Or first, hi, Calum. How's Gideon? I know many Tashas. Which Tasha are you looking for? I have a good idea, but I'd rather not lead Yaan. It'll just be like a Y-A apostrophe, so that way she can hit it's 25. It's just all hyphenated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Y-O-N. Yaan. Yaan. I'd rather not lead you Yaan. Uh, Gideon is fine. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Another sending. Gideon is fine shopping for a new coat of paint. Tasha, we're looking for... An expert on demons. Is an expert on demons. Need advice. Please advise. Or need advice. Don't let them choose off-white. Uh, off it looks terrible. Maybe Periwinkle. I do know that Tasha. She currently is staking her own plane, a place called Prismere. Best of luck, Alira. want to waste a sending on just a thank you but it's what Kalen would do sending <laughs> thank you wait what's prismere uh what is Pris oh prismere is another plan um how exactly thank you 
how exactly can we get to Prismere? Would it require a tuning fork for plane shift? Plane shift one word. And the response that you get is normally yes, but suggest periwinkle. And I can take you there. We've gotten in. All I have to do is try and convince Gideon that Periwinkle look great on them. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. Oh, I don't know if we can do this. And then Simon brings out Wild Beyond the Witchlight again. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what box do it's in. I'm going to be real here. As soon as we ended that campaign, I put it somewhere over there. <laughs> well, there's this fantastic product called D&D Beyond. It's true. It's never been easier. Of All right. we can do this, Arjan. I've got color swatches. Here, Periwinkle's right here. All righty. So, for those of you... Horrifying <laughs> grimace. Periwinkle is a nice soft blue, almost on the purpley lavender color. It's a nice yes. color. It's the kitten from Blue's Clues, y'all. It's beautiful. It's nice. Like it can't decide if it wants to be blue or purple or the most depressing gray. I relate to it. Wow, way to make it sound sad. Being sad's a part of life. Really? But so is being happy. Many seasons. It's kind I'm of my whole sad. thing. What about love? What's love got to do with it? And seasons of love along the trail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you never seen the Mummers play? It wouldn't be a Mummers play. A musical by the name of Rent. Diantha and I went to a showing. Horrible premise. Well, it must be like lovely Less for you, music. hanging out with your girlfriend all the time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, you're married. Yeah, do you know how often I get to see Philip? We had a month off. Yeah, I have to work. Okay, some of us have jobs. Trouble in paradise? No. Your mom. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> So, are we doing yeah, the the rope <laughs> trick to summon to Gideon? I oh, we still we, need the scroll teleportation. Going to okay, going to Vascor first, and then using that as just to like when you can <clears throat> kind of thing. Yeah, learn teleportation, which is very much needed. So we okay. don't have to keep on doing this fucking trek. Sounds good. All right. So, yeah, your journey continues on. You got a couple days left until you hit Vascor. If there's anything else that y'all want to do while still out on the road, you're more than welcome to it. Otherwise, we'll just go into the next scene. Okay. So, when you crest over the hills, these uh, like low rolling hills that actually lead to Vascor, 
obviously it's not the same site as you saw the first time when you first went there there was like this massive city on top of a like a crevice where there was a city underneath it and lower like a giant bowl now there are several floating structures but it looks very piecemeal it does not look like it is nearly the point that it once was and you can see like there are some buildings that have like these large chains uh attached to them that are in the process of beginning to rise it looks like there's actually an effort that's going on not to rebuild vascor in the way that it was but at least to kind of like they liked like some people paid to like having their buildings up high and that's kind of what they're going for it's it's more of a money thing at that point in time but one of the things that you do note about vascor is that during the reconstruction efforts at the front gates on either side there have been a there has been a recent change Originally, when you had walked in, or I guess flown down near it because you rode on the back of a giant shadow dragon in order to get there ex uh, with a quickness previously, you will notice that there are actually twin uh, twin statues of what look to be large dragons uh, that are actually mounted on either side of the gates. It seems that having a, a large shadow dragon arrive in the time of crisis stuck with the people. Uh, uh, pretty notably uh and so they um they have actually uh now uh at the gates it again is the double uh is these two dragons and atop the gate it says welcome to vascor uh the town the dragon saved and it is just very blatant very clearly like printed they are like all about this uh and kind of going through the gates it doesn't look like there is as much in terms of a guard presence uh as there previous uh previously was you can see that there are still uh members of the silvered legion that are going about but it seems like they have been more repurposed into doing general construction work rather than keeping track of miscreants from a mage's college because the mage's college is currently on sabbatical the whole place because of uh, some events from a few months ago that we don't need to get super into detail about but you will notice that again the majority of this city is in the process of getting rebuilt it looks like they have incorporated stone shapers wood shapers uh a variety of arcanists as well as uh any kind of uh of the artificers that they could to actually rebuild things and it turns out that having a giant mech uh that they could utilize to clear out a lot of the rubble definitely helpful from the last time that you guys were here uh so the city itself looks like it is on the mend which is always good uh knowing that you would need to go to the mages college uh at least to uh tact or to speak with the uh grand archivist scorviskin i calem you know that you would have to fly up to the mages college in order to do that otherwise you are more than uh you are all more than welcome uh to look around the city and kind of explore and see what has happened uh in the meantime since you've left well to go see the librarian grand archivist grand archivist we're gonna need to go up I did not prepare spot fly today. Okay. Uh, do we all need to go? I mean, I still need to find someone to teach me how to teleport. 
Right. Would he be? Who's going to teach you how to teleport? I was just going to ask around. Okay. Well, because Arjan can fly and, and and he can take me, so. How high up is it? Uh, It is several hundred feet up. It is the so last of the original floating buildings. So, like, 500 feet? Yeah, it'd be less than 500 feet. If you had a dimension door spell, you could find your way up there. Debating whether or not I still have that. I don't think I do. I think that was a Shadar Quarry thing. Um, well, I can get you up there, but it's going to get a bit windy. You're not going to do the thing where I go in the, the flowers, right? No. Okay. Uh, when do we want to meet back up? Uh, uh, let dinner? Us, I mean, let us know if you actually get your spell. I mean, I, it will be a pretty short trip if, if not. Right. Uh, well, it's going to take me a while to transcribe it into my spell book at any rate so sending brooch me when you you all are done sending brooch us when you're done will do um. okay so Caleb and Corey are going off to the library leaving Arjan and Gwen to hang out around the rest of Ascor yeah, Corey will cast Investiture of Wind and just pick him up and fly him up there. Okay, and it looks like there is, like, a few of the Silvered Legion turn their heads, and you can actually see that there is, like, a scan that goes over. And then after they have recognized you two, they just kind of go back to what they were doing. It is windy as hell. Like oh, yeah. The, the wind that surrounds her as she flies around with the investiture of wind is violent. Never said it wasn't. But yeah, like, detritus and dirt is just, like, kicked up as you're just like, and, like, just shoot upwards to go to the library. Uh, Calum, once you arrive, uh, the Grand Archivist, who you recognize is more of, like, this kind of, like, almost ape-looking warforged. But you know that as far as, like, Warforged go, this dude wasn't always a Warforged, but it seems like they have gone through the process of becoming a Warforged in order to maintain their hold on the library. Uh, filing systems are very important to them, and they don't want to give that up to anybody. Uh, but upon your arrival, uh, the Archivist will express that they are uh they're surprised to see you uh it's been a while they hope that you're doing well they assume so because the moon stopped being red which is a plus uh and is kind of curious as to like what brings you to the archive you express that you are looking for a teleportation spell um let me see if they actually have one or, if anything, point us in the right direction. It looks like they actually do have access to a teleportation spell. Uh, it seems that this was actually a spell that was in the middle of being transcribed into a scroll uh, on the day that uh, they call it the Day of Greatfall, uh, which 
kind of makes sense for uh, those who currently live in Vascor that they would remember uh, such a day as uh, having bad connotations. But uh, it seems like this was uh, in the process of being written, so uh, or at least transcribed, so you have a pretty good place to actually jump off and start working on that scroll yourself. Um, I believe teleport is a fifth level spell or seventh level spell. I think it's fifth. I know teleportation see. circle is fifth, but I don't know if teleport. A uh, teleport then would be seventh, because that's how it goes in it. Okay. Yeah, so as long as you have Yeah, as long as you have the time and materials, you are able to transfer that into your spellbook. And Kalem is broke again. Okay, Corey, while you are in this library kind of hanging out, is there anything that you wanted to do? Or did you just want to like drop Kalem off and then pop on back down? Uh, he's going to need a ride back, so she's going to fall. If you want to go do something else. I I have no preferences. I'll wander around the library. Why not? Okay. Yeah, and Corey, one of the things that you would have also noticed on your way bringing Calum up uh, is that on the day after uh, the uh, the day after Great Fall of when uh, Vascor came crumbling down, uh, you had actually spent some time uh doing some plant growth and making sure that there was like a a kind of garden area that uh vascor could have and on the way up you've actually seen that people have tended this garden it is no longer just like this sprawling massive green like they've cordoned it off they've actually made it into a public park uh and uh upon further inspection even though you're not like there there but i'll describe what a placard would say uh which is that um uh this is the garden of uh they dedicate it to uh the process of trial and error uh as they say that uh even through the wreckage you will find things that bloom hmm. nice now, you are in the Grand Library of Vascor, uh, a, a place that is known as the Grand Anatheum, uh, as luck would have it. So, looking around, are there any subjects that you were looking to gain more knowledge in uh, specifically, or just, like, general, like, oh, that looks fun, and you pull a book off, like, based off of the color or the, or the name, that sort of thing? I think it starts off as the, oh, that looks fun, just like, you know, picking it by uh based on the cover okay uh yeah make a investigation check for me okay excuse me game it's chugging you're supposed to be using hardware acceleration no my uh D, &D beyond Oh, it's a natural one. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, yeah, then. Corey, you are just going through being like, 
like, I think if anything, you're going through being like Periwinkle, Periwinkle. Like, you're trying to find a book that you can use as a reference for Periwinkle if you end up needing it. Like, your swatches are fine, but sometimes it needs to have, like, a little bit of an aged quality or maybe, like, it's a much better shade than the swatch that you have. It's a whole process. You are, like, looking at books for their coloring as well as, like, if a title pops. And honestly, most of these sound very boring. Uh, so you are just sort of like aimlessly wandering through uh, this center of learning. Uh, for Gwen and Arjan, the two of you that stayed down on the base level, uh, you wanted to explore the city, kind of hang out. Is there anything that you wanted to, any place that you wanted to investigate specifically or just sort of wander, head towards, uh, see if you can find a tavern, that sort of thing? How is my mech doing? Uh, so if you go to the uh, if you go to the temple, uh, this artificer's housing where you had previously built uh, or previously started this mech, it looks like the mech itself uh, they have restructured the building. Uh, and now there is a massive gateway. So in case this cr entity, in case this machine needs to leave, uh, then they don't have to rebuild most of the, uh, most of the building that actually housed it before. Uh, it has been fully repaired. Uh, and it actually looks like there is a team of artificers that are, uh, kind of continuously working on it, just doing maintenance, making sure that all of the pieces and bits, uh, are, are being fully functional uh and you see that there is actually the start like the the inner working frame of a secondary mech uh but this one looks like they are taking all of the principles and and uh ideas that they actually gained from the first mech uh and putting them into the second one so the frame looks a little bit thinner but the materials look a little bit denser uh it definitely looks like this is going to be much more humanoid than the traditional like almost gorilla-like Warforged uh, styling that it was before. But it looks good. Looks very good. Wow. And Gwen, when you say, uh, when you say, whoa, you will hear a, uh, a, a familiar voice uh say and we couldn't have done it without you and you look up and you see that it is osmond uh not the elf osmond the voice of a re of a revolution but the human osmond who uh looks more like dev patel from the green knight uh and is uh very uh he was he was there uh with all of you when yeah. shit went down and you see that he actually has been promoted uh through uh the markings on uh on his robe it looks like this is his laboratory now and he's in charge of building the mech since he's the only one who has the key in order to operate the mech ah what's up mustache how you doing i'm doing well i'm glad to see uh, you two again. I hope the others are doing uh, considerably well uh, as well. I've, I've been doing um, I've A been lot. doing good. Yes. Uh, 
I am head engineer here, which is new. Well, not new, new. It's a couple of months new. Uh, we've been working on rebuilding the town, and that has taken a consider considerable amount of time. But in the meantime, I haven't been working on the town. I've been working on this. Yeah. Looks great. Thank you. Our current goal is to... Well, we have we have this colossus. We have we have the one already. It's a little un, unruly. Uh, we're not building it in case something, uh, because we think something will happen. But mostly, I watched a magical laser beam shoot out of my college and blast the moon for a hot second. Mm -hmm. And it kind of puts things into perspective about what you can sort of anticipate uh, in a mage's metropolis. Yeah, it does put life into perspective, Just doesn't it? Just a little it? bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh... Well? It's been, it's been interesting, to say the least. Big day, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, do you need anything? Well, um, that depends. Uh, I remember you being, like, crazy strong before. Would you... I have some very large metal pieces that I could either... We could either magic or use, like, lever and pulley systems. Or if you... Well, if you insist. So <laughs> I'd love to help. Love we'll to help pay out, you, you know? as well nah, with what we no, can. No, 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 no. I don't need money. Arjan, we don't need money, right? Well, I could offer somebody to help, but he will. Uh, I mean, it feels rude to not give him money. Oh. Well, we'll see what I can do, and then if we need to call in the, the bigger guns, <laughs> then we can. Yes. Uh, that's lovely. It sounds perfect to me. Thank you. Mm. Now, okay, so this is what we were thinking, is that th rather than having, uh, like, a big smashy ball, we wanted to have uh, uh, articulating fingers that had little, like, claws coming oh, off the... I mean, oh. he's, like, talking to you about the yeah. construction of this thing uh, as, like, you're getting closer. Mm -hmm. uh, and Gwen, you're just like, yep, large beam, don't worry about it. Doing, yeah. like, all these, like, artificers, like, oh, my God, wow! <laughs> like, you she, can tell. She lifts it all three feet off the ground. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wild, you know? But even the fact that you lifted it three feet, just, like, yeah. by yourself, center of gravity, like, there are some people that are having an awakening up in the rafters right now that are just like, oh, my God, strong lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, you're providing multiple services today. This yeah. is fine. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you can spend as long as you'd like helping out on this. I think that's up to Arjan. Gwen will uh, definitely, uh, you know, tickle her own ego with all this and help out as much as she can. Uh, I mean, Arjan doesn't have shit to do unless... Um... Like, there is still, like, a particularly, like, ruined uh, place that still needs to be excavated. Okay. Basi basically, um, if needed, Arjong can summon the Blood Lord 
but he doesn't want to do that if the Bloodlord isn't going to leave with some shiny trinket. For sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say, Arjan, if you wanted to leave Gwen and go on a lookabout for places where you'd be able to help, uh, make a investigation check for me. nine a nine okay so with a nine um a lot of the places that you find don't have uh they aren't necessarily in need of repair uh that the blood lord would be able to assist with it's mostly they just need like a little bit of sprucing uh, and then they would probably be good. It seems like a lot of the rubble has either been repurposed through stone shaping spells uh, or has been cleared out of the city using the giant mech that you were able uh, to get the key for last time that you were here. But Arjan, through your uh, through your travels throughout the city, there is uh, there are some things that you you hear. Uh, first off, uh, there are a lot of people who seem to uh, murmur in your direction, but it's never like a bad murmur. It's more of like he was there, like we watched that dude fly through the sky to fight off the worms. Yeah, and like they're like, like they they seem to be like I don't like how do I approach this dragon man to say thank you? Uh, a couple kids do, and it's very like they hand you a flower and say thanks uh, for uh, for helping them. Uh, other things that you hear uh, is that there have been rumors throughout the city of Vascor that there are survivors of, uh, of the Great Fall, not necessarily from the upper areas themselves, but it seems that when they saw the moon take on this brief scar for a moment where it had this red growth uh, that seemed to be pulsating on it. There are a small group of nameless individuals who have latched on to the red scar on the moon and they believe that it has some sort of religious significance, uh, some sort of cultural significance, and they uh, are are almost uh, like they are spreading word of what they believe that this scar is. And what do they believe that this red scar moon is? They believe uh, that in their. Uh, in their ideas and their in their understanding of it is that the moon itself is actually uh two moons is that there is the outer moon and then there's the inner moon what they believe is that when this red laser shot up from their city and pierced the moon that it embedded through the top layer and briefly showed what was underneath what they believe to be the true moon uh that lies within the uppermost crust most people don't believe this. They don't even, they don't think that the earth is round either. But there is a, it's very strange to hear, to say the least. 
And like you've been on the moon. There's no second moon. There was like weird shit that was growing on it, but there was no like hollow moon theory. Arjun will remember this. Okay. Sounds good. That's it. That's what you get with a nine. You find Corey's, uh, you find Corey's garden. It's nice. It's a comfy place to be. There are fountains. There are even active taverns. There are some people that are like, they're playing music. Seems like this town is, is on the mend. It's not on the rise and you aren't sure how long it will be before, uh, a, a official, like, we're back, baby, uh, hits this town, uh, hits this metropolis, but it is looking better, to say the least. Cool. Uh, Arjun, I got shit to do. Okay. All right, so, Calum, how long will it take you to transcribe a teleport spell? It's an hour per level, so seven hours, baby. Okay. Sounds good. So you guys had gotten... To Vascor, I would say, I'll say that you got there earlier in the day. Uh, so towards the end of the day that you're there, Calum, after seven hours of uh, in intense transcribal, uh, you are finished with your teleportation spell. Uh, at the end of seven hours, Corey, uh, if during that seven uh, hours you decided to leave it all, uh, if there was anything you wanted to do, you were more than welcome to it. Otherwise, you would have spent about seven hours in this massive library just reading books offhand. I don't know if Corey could spend seven hours in a library. Mm -hmm. I, you know I think that, that it takes Caleb a while to do things. So like, ultimately, he is learning a teleport spell. So I think that she would check in on Caleb uh, and then, like, realizing slash remembering that this is going to take a while. Uh, she'll wander off and find the, uh, park. Okay. Um, what is it? Eight hours for, uh, a plant growth? Uh, I'll spare them this time. They've worked hard to get this under control. <laughs> yeah, it works. Look, there's a lot that goes into taming a garden, and then it takes one paladin to just be like, I'm helping! And then the gardeners <laughs> have worked for months after this. But yeah, I think she'll just wander around the park and see what they've done with the place. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll say that you're in the park uh, by the time that Arjan wanders through. Uh, so if you wanted to reconvene with him, you'd be more than able to. Uh, otherwise, you could just be like, hey, how's it going? And like, still just like go about your own thing in the city either way. Um... Yeah, she'll approach Arjun. So, what have you been up to? Not much. Wandering around. Checked in on the mech. Gwen's hmm. helping with that. Do they need an extra set of hands? I think Gwen has it covered, but... some weird gossip around town about moons within moons, but 
moons within moons. I mean, I can't explain it to you. How does a moon stay inside of another moon? Corey, the image that comes to your mind is like a ball of nougat coated in chocolate. Like, yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like it would still be the same thing, but I, I, I don't know. They've come up with crazy shit. You think Elastray or Saloon would know something about this? Even Amaris. Hmm. Curious. If you need anything, Arjan, you know how to get a hold of me. Corey's gonna wander off and follow up on this moon within moon rumor. Yeah, for sure. Have you seen the moon? Make an investigation check, Corey. Oh, this went so well the first time. Yeah. My rolls aren't being sent to where they need to go. I'm going to have to change my hardware acceleration settings. God! Uh, five. Okay. Uh, Corey, I would say that through your investigations, you're like asking people, like, hey, have you heard about this moon business? And there are a lot of like, oh, God damn it. Like, a lot of people just like they don't want to hear it they don't want to hear about the moon if you've seen the gif of like shut up about the sun like that's some of the reactions that you get is people shut up about the moon shut up about the moon like yes they know they saw the laser too it happened but like there's no like you're not getting names from people you're not getting any anything relating to that and that actually leads you uh to what looks like a uh kind of like a market alleyway uh and the thing that's most impressive about this market alleyway uh that you see has signage uh for jinsai alley is that inside of jinsai alley there are a it looks like a series of stalls but you aren't sure where the line between stall proprietor and customer begins and ends as you will see like people from behind their stalls go over to another stall and it looks like there's a quick exchange they go back into theirs and it looks like it is a lot of like interbartering between the uh between the shopkeepers and one of the other most notable things about this as well is that the majority of the shopkeepers that are here are all actually genasi uh, it seems like they each have their own elemental affinity. So you see that there are some fabricators that are Earth Genasi that are using their uh, that are using their skills in metallurgy to actually like strip the ore, uh, like refine ore out of raw material. They'll hand that over to the Flame Genasi. The Flame Genasi are then able to heat it up. They pass that over to the Water Genasi. The Water Genasi are able to kind of like. Uh, oil is a liquid, so they're able to kind of manipulate that. It looks like it is just like the strangest disjointed chain that you can see but it looks like they just like everybody here knows everybody and they know exactly what each other needs in order for their stall to work and it looks like 
when you go to a stall, it's not because it's that person's business, but because that is that person's specialty where you are going to actually communicate with them. And this entire market way is almost like one long shop. But you get to talk to each person as you kind of go down. Uh, and at the end uh, of this marketplace, you actually see that there is a bank that is established. And the interesting thing about this bank is that unlike other banks that you have seen, such as on Arathsks, uh or any or Shroudport or even in the Feywild, there is no, it doesn't look like there's any like religious connotation to it like this isn't some kind of like bank church like you would expect uh for like uh i believe joaquin uh or uh or timora like there's no there's nothing additional to it it looks like this is strictly a place uh of commerce and it says um and one of the things that you say is that uh there is a sign that says like accepting loan applications as well Mm. kind of poking around you can see that uh there are uh it looks like there are like some like very nicely dressed individuals there are people who are coming in and out uh the well-dressed individuals being on the teller side of things uh that are uh basically like outfitting individuals uh with a variety of home loans business loans if you want to put your money in here they uh, they express that they are a credit union they are not a bank this is the community's money it is not some corporate thing uh this is this is vasco uh, this is community credit union this is first vasco uh credit union they are they are here to to help uh in this situation so everything seems above board you can make an insight check um i'm gonna ask rife what they think about yeah. it uh rife looking at like as you're like reviewing some of the paperwork rife uh gives a grumble of dissatisfaction so make your insight check with advantage hmm. i got a seven a seven with advantage yeah <laughs> okay uh cory Wrythe is grumbling, and you know something, like, feels weird about it. It could just be... Oh, that... no, it's a 16. I'm sorry. That's a very different number. Okay. It told me it told me 7 <laughs> over here, but it's 16 over... Mm. Forget modifiers? I'm not, I'm not happy with my digital dice today. Uh, no, from the translation of D&D &D Beyond to a roll 20, you'll get two separate rolls. Uh... It's the same roll now. I wish it was two separate rolls. Like, it used to be that I could hit the button and it would just send me one uh, roll over to roll 20. I'm going to yeah. have to figure out how this works now. It's different. Uh, but I with a 16, looking at it, the language is written in a way to be confusing. They use a lot of acronyms, such as APR, and you're not really sure what that means. And and looking at a lot of the loans, like the people are happy as they're leaving. And it like they have even like first time home buyer, first time property owner. Like it looks like this bank is taking advantage of the fact that there is a lot of empty places. But it looks like they have come to 
the deeds and titles of these places through legitimate means. But for the places that they're selling, and, like, you're not very used to the geography of Vascor, like, the cross streets and all of that. But it, it doesn't seem like it lines up. I mean, also, to be fair... Your family builds mansions for fun on every island that they possibly can. So, like, the idea of, like, how much a home should cost, you're not entirely sure about. But you do have that feeling where you're just like, I don't know, something seems fucking weird about this. Well, it's a little, a little slimy to be profiting off of a disaster. Um... Whatever's going on here, it's not charitable. No, it does not seem charitable. It seems like it has been presented in the guise of putting the community forward and having them at the at the like forefront of interest. Uh, but it seems like most of the interest is actually coming back to the bank. Well, I feel like it would be a little bit on the nose for God to start turning over tables here. Um... And again, it it looks like the people who are who are using this uh, using this credit union using this bank, they're fine with it. It looks like the people on the other side they don't have any qualms about signing people up about about doing this kind of thing. Right. Um, I don't think Corey's feels oblig. I don't think Corey feels obligated to interfere here, but she is making note of it. Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, uh, and I was, was she able to find anybody talking about the moon? <laughs> uh, your investigation <laughs> check was a five. Uh, I would say that you will hear uh, the, the most that you will hear about people talking about the moon is when you go up and you're like, "Hey, so the double moons? Am I right?" And people are like shut up about the moon like it looked like your attempt at investigating has kind of thrown people like negatively off got it all right all right I feel, uh i feel like that's Corey's day sounds good uh yeah so um with that uh gwen you would reach the end of your work day you would be asked if you would like to join the artificers at their uh, at their current favorite uh, uh, watering hole that is called the Squeaky Wheel, uh, and if you would like, you can join them at the bar. Absolutely. Um. Uh. Do I? I don't know where Arjan is. Right. You do not. Offhand, no. He said that he would be around, and then he left the building and wandered into town. Okay. All right. Uh, then I'm going to um, go on the horn um, and just say, uh, just, uh, I'm going to be at the squeaky oar. You said the squeaky oar? Squeaky wheel! The squeaky wheel uh, for some drinks with the lads. So if anybody wants to join me, you're more than welcome. I'll be oh. another couple hours. Yeah, Caleb, you know that you have maybe like two more hours left. Yep, so 
if you'd like. Squeaky wheel, squeaky wheel. Uh, and there's like when you're like squeaky wheel, squeaky wheel at the third as you say squeaky wheel the third time, one of the artificers is like squeaky wheel, get what it wants, and like you <laughs> like he's like the bro artificer and he's yes. all about it. But like, and the others are kind of like, haha, yeah, Kyle, get it. And like, yeah. uh, I don't really like hanging out with Kyle. <laughs> like, he seems a little too intense for the uh, rest of the group. But like, yeah, they they deal with nerds. him because like he pays. It's yeah, one of those, like, you deal with him and then suddenly, like, another beer will show up in front of you mm -hmm. that you did not pay for. Kyle did. And, like... Mm -hmm. He's like the, the frat boy that's in engineering. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to escapism? Uh, yeah, so Gwen, uh, Gwen will go and uh, show the boys what drinking's all about. Okay. I have a plus 10 to my constitution saving throw. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, okay. Uh, Gwen, roll a d100 for me. Okay. You went out drinking with five individuals. Uh, 46. 46. You have drank two of them under the table. <sighs> nice. And that is just the first hour. And like... <laughs> Kyle, like, he, he's there, but he's looking pretty sloppy. The others are, like, keeping it together, but his is more of a, like, how many beers can I drink in a short amount of time versus mm -hmm. how many beers can I enjoy over the course of the evening. Uh, so Kyle's going hard, uh, mm -hmm. as hard as he can, but everybody else seems to be uh, relatively uh, enjoying themselves. And Gwen is paying for all of the drinks. Oh, you're caught like Kyle by the end of this is just like, I love you, man. You're like coolest <laughs> ever. You got you gotta come see the tribe, man. It's fucking awesome. Oh, we have like, like 100%. They're like huge. What really happened? That's incredible, man. Yeah. And I got a dog that had puppies that blink around oh. like they come go in and out of existence. It's fucking cool. <sighs> He's very oh. excited when you mention puppies. <laughs> very excited. I don't have any pictures. Ah. Uh, and that is uh, if Arjan, you and Corey were going to meet Gwen at the squeaky wheel, uh, you will see that she is like hanging out with three artificers too, or like face down on, or one's face down on a table. The other would have left. Uh, been like, ah, I need to go home, work on other things. Um, but yeah, it seems like Gwen is in full conversation uh, with members uh, of the temple where you have you are getting your giant mech currently worked on she's having a great time though guys come over drinks are on me tonight you gotta try the ale here it's really good i'll have one Boo. Kyle is also booing. But only because Gwen is. He does not boo first, but when he hears Gwen's boo, he will, like, join the boo. Mm. This is Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's great. That was an actual burp. I thought this was a seltzer. These are actually shandies. But I noticed on the first sip, to be clear, 
<laughs> just not used to the fermentation. <laughs> uh, so, while at the squeaky wheel, are there any questions that you would like to ask any of the artificers that are here or any of the other patrons? If not, that is no worries. Uh, I would say... I do. What if, okay. Would it be weird to ask them if they know anything about an orcus cult? That's what I was going to ask. Oh, well, then go the for it. <laughs> Arjan, ask about the moon. Okay. Uh, yeah, Arjan, uh, make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Can I be a cool bro and... And assist uh, him in the moon? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that cancels out the disadvantage. Roll flat to ask about the moon in a bar. 15. What the fuck is up with the people talking about moons within moons? Uh, so what, what you find, uh, and it is actually the bartender. The bartender's name is Sean. Uh, and uh, Sean will inform you. Uh, kind of just like when you ask him, like, what what the fuck's the deal with the moon? Like, nobody's giving me a straight answer on this. Uh, he will let you know uh, that the deal with the moon is that it is uh, effectively a, a means for people to collectively deal with trauma uh, to figure out the best uh, the best option for things that they generally don't understand at a mages college. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. So all it takes is one person to start talking about a moon within a moon. And then a bunch of addled mages who just survived a city falling on top of them are quick to want to believe in the existence of a moon within a moon after they watched their friends explode into worms. He doesn't believe that there's anything associated with it. Uh, but... He, he has seen people uh, kind of come in, talk about, uh, like, has, like, overheard conversations going through the market, that kind of thing. Uh, but he doesn't put any weight uh, into it at all. I've been on the moon, okay? There's no moon within a moon within a moon. There is, uh, there was a black hole on the moon, but that wasn't there like originally that was like put there by magic and like but now it's gone one of the artificers squints their eyes and they're like how does how did you black hole i didn't black hole what but you're like super strong and stuff yeah oh no i can't do i can't do magic i can do magic do you want to see me do magic yeah yeah okay okay um okay uh give me a minute Okay. I'll start the magic, and then and then you're gonna go in the other room, and I'm gonna tell you what you're doing. Okay. 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 Gwen's like sits down and like starts concentrating, and you see her pull out a horn and oh oh a, a glass eye and she just starts like concentrating on it and starts saying some words over it Arjun, i'm not sure you've ever seen her do this gwen is casting clairvoyance <laughs> <laughs> on the room next door and then when she after the 10 minutes of casting time she just sits there doing this for 10 minutes and then she's like there's like a little like blip and she's like okay Go in the other room and do something funny. I'll tell you what it is. He goes over 
and what you see him do uh, is that it is the hardest thing that anyone has ever had to try and do, which is when somebody tells you to be funny. <laughs> I won't look, though. Uh, uh -huh. He doesn't drunk Kyle. Uh, we'll, we'll actually say that this is uh, Garrett. We'll say that this is Garrett, one of the other artificers. Uh, uh -huh. Garrett is uh, unsure how to act funny. So you just see that like he takes his robe and like twists it backwards and like puts the hoodie up and like stands backwards at a door so hoping ah. that like somebody will come at him so he, that way he can pull the hood down like oh i was facing the different direction the entire time but it's him just like trying his best to like mm -hmm. drunk and trying to change a robe and it's not like a hoodie where you can like reverse zip it or like yeah, easily yeah, yeah. sift like it's a whole deal to do and like honestly like half of the time you're watching him is him just like <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking funny <laughs> oh god Kyle Kyle, just go in there and act surprised please this is just sad yeah <laughs> Kyle like stands up and you can see like sways a little bit Gwen can you or LB can you roll a uh, a constitution throw for me uh, and you'll be adding uh, a total of three <laughs> ten. ten Kyle stands up he takes a few steps forward, and then you see that his legs just keep going more than, like, his top average, and he just, like, eats shit on the ground. <laughs> and Sean, you can see just, like, like, there is, like, a sigh, goes over, picks up Kyle, and you can see that, like, in this bar, there is a chair in the corner that just says, Dumb Baby Jail written on a placard above it and he just sets Kyle there and Kyle's like head down snoring into his chest sitting in dumb baby jail Garrett come back out okay and uh Garrett you hear like a, a shuffling and then like a falling sound and then a <laughs> and then stands back up the door opens and there's like there's like a like hoodie facing down in front of him as Garrett is like walking forward. I saw you do it. I tried to send Kyle in there so you could scare him. Oh, the baby tail! Good job, buddy. She goes to high five him and just too hard. He'll high five and like it'll. It's not even a too hard, but like you kind of miss. And like it's like the 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 pad of your of like where your thumb is uh. hits the side of where his pinky is, and he's like, no no no, you gotta look at the elbow, look at the elbow, look at the elbow, <laughs> and like yeah. you go and like makes like a really satisfying clapping noise, and he's very very on board. With Hell it. yeah! All right, and then she like looks over at Arjun and Corey. <laughs> Corey's just eyebrows raised, sipping at her beer. These guys. Um, I love these guys. Gwen, did you just cast a spell? Oh, yeah. I can do a three spells. I didn't know that you had the constitution for math, much less spell casting. Hey, that's fucking rude. I grew up in a very good schooling. In the Hobbit, in the Halfling Society. I, my handwriting is immaculate. And I can do math. I can do a lot of simple math. I can have a lot of things. Huh. Corey looks over at Arjan and says, Should I clean this up? 
be kind of rude not to. <sighs> Alright. Got, uh, Garrett? Ugh. You've been great. I'll leave, I'll leave enough for an extra one for you at the bar. I gotta go pee. Thanks, strong lady. Hell yeah. Gwen goes up to the bar, puts down three platinum, and walks out. Okay. Yeah, bartender's like, looks at you, looks over at Kyle, puts the money into the drawer. Solid. Gwen, as you are on your way to the bathroom, uh, as you are on your way towards the outhouse, somebody actually bumps into you. Uh, and uh, they, like, sorry, sorry, and, like, kind of continue on uh, about uh, about their way. And Gwen, uh, like, knowing what you know uh, from uh, from your time in Shroudport as a bouncer, this guy... This guy just grift you? Did he steal your shit? He fucking nobody steals your shit. So you start doing a quick pat down, and you actually find a parchment. It looks like a piece of paper that has been folded up, and when you look at it, it looks like there is a circle with a red gash through the center. And when you open it up, you can see that in common it says, So you want to know about the moon. I do want to know about the moon. And Gwen, as you were having this drunk realization, like, I want to know about this fucking moon. That is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. Don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. we got some brand new patterns, brand new stuff, all waiting to be viewed. So go and check that out, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we're back. Hey, Endor. Hi, Green. Yeah, what's up, LB? Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on. I need, I need to be able to hear you a little bit better. Like, I've been having a shit time with this hoodie and this hat, so let me just like get rid of that really quick. Okay. <gasps> Did you just reverse? Did you just Uno reverse us? Yeah, you maybe. motherfucker! I knew you were up to something. Do the you mustache used my own next. shit against Do me. The mustache. And then Simon screams in pain because that mustache was not fake. Oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> no, keep going. What's what's your oh, okay. bit? Do you want it? Do you want to see me crush this can? Yeah. Okay. Crushed it. Crushed it, man. You know, that's, that's really, not where that's I thought really it was hard. going, but all right. I mean, <laughs> that's really hard to do if, if like, you don't have, like, a fulcrum, like... <laughs> you did, well... You could do a good job. Well, thank you. I thank thought... You. Night's in the courtyard. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, I'm... Weirdo. Sicko! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes! <laughs> We do need that shirt just for RJ. We do need the sickos shirt. It'd be great. Yes. <laughs> All right. With but yes! my face on it. So Gwen, you have just received a pamphlet. Oh yeah. That says, "Would you like to learn about the moon?" And it has the circle with like a red dash <clears throat> kind of cutting through it. It almost looks like the uh, the Touchstone Pictures logo, but imagine if it was like <laughs> blank and then a red slash yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of like the little like goldy bits yeah, coming yeah. from it. Gwen just says yes. When yes, you look inside, 
Uh, you you see the following information. It's all like bullet pointed. Uh, and the first big point is the moon is not what you believe it is. Uh, oh shit! And there's like a little like drawn man with a finger raised, like. Mm -mm. Uh, and you learn the following information that is brought up in this brochure, which is there is a moon inside of the other moon. They uh, and it, it uses like a capital T and says they built the fake moon over uh, over the true moon. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we learned the truth the day the red moon showed. All hail the true moon. All hail the true moon. Gwen forgets what she was doing, runs back to the table, like, jumps up on the bench and goes, Guys, do you want to go on an adventure with me? Can we say at this point I've gotten, uh, Caleb's gotten there? Yeah, Caleb, this is like, like, Gwen is like, guys, you wanna, you wanna go on an adventure? And like, Caleb, you're just walking in. Oh, I wanted to be at the table with like a pyramid of mugs just stacked up and he's sipping on, um, an ale. Corey and Arjun just watched him demolish a bunch of alcohol at once. Damn. Yeah, Caleb, make a constitution check for me. Constitution save, rather. 29. 29? The boy's pounding him. Looks like he learned from the best over in the Feywild. Arjun, is there a mirror playing? I don't know. Because I think we're in one. Guys, I want to go on an adventure of learning. We don't have to do it. How did we get here? Okay, I'm genuinely starting to get scared now. Did you, do you think we went to the wrong moon? I, well, I don't I don't think we went to the wrong moon, but I think that these people think that we went to the wrong moon, and I really want There's to know what There's more they than one? <laughs> hey, what's this nonsense about the moon? <clears throat> okay. Look. I don't know a lot, but I got this pamphlet. Slides the pamphlet over. Yeah, and pamphlets? for the rest of you that are not as as far gone as Gwen, uh, other information that you are able to gather uh, without the help of uh, with the help of some handy diagrams is that this other moon that they say is within the shell of the first moon is much smaller. And the way that it is able to still move is that there is a buffer space. It's that the 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 silver moon that we are all able to see. Uh, is actually just a large shell for something that lives inside of the moon. Could possibly, and they believe it is yet another moon, a, a, a smaller moon, a better moon, uh, a moon that can enhance magical powers tenfold. Are they talking about the Temple of Elastray? No, it's like it's like you you um when you when you get like a a um oh a nougat center and you just dip it in chocolate they think that the chocolate's not the real moon and that the nougat center is the real moon but it, the moon not candy i'm more of a ferrero share guy he'll put the pamphlet on the table and slide it back to gwen is it possible that they're just misunderstanding the black star 
Well, I think that I think that they saw the moon turn red, and they're just trying to understand what's going on with the moon. Uh, and maybe we can tell them, or maybe we could just listen and find out what they think, and then laugh at them later. I mean, I I understand that it's troublesome to not understand what's going on, but spreading misinformation just sounds like it's going to exacerbate the problem. Also, Glenn, you should never laugh at the dumbest person in the room. They have the most space to learn. And that's when you hear it. (laughs) And you look over and sitting in dumb baby jail is still Kyle. Y'all have never finished writing the name. The only thing here is a Q. Maybe Q is in charge. Maybe it's a pseudonym. Maybe they're anonymous. Q anonymous. You started it. <laughs> I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say the QAnon is not canon in the Four Keeps world. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Gwen, who gave you this pamphlet? Uh, some dude who walked by me. I might not even be a dude. I was just. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> Turning to the bartender. So you said that she has an open tab, right? Well, she paid for three Platinums worth of drinks, and uh, your pyramid's uh, looking pretty sizable. Caleb starts to disassemble the pyramid, realizing that this is inconveniencing people because he's hogging all the cups. (laughs) I'm sorry. I wanted to do something funny. I understand. It's a good place to have a couple laughs take the mugs go back to where he was and like where he is like normally when you see a bar it's like the bar is at the back end of the building his is like uh like all of the taps and everything are in a square in the middle of this place so that way no matter where you are you are always equidistant from being able to get to the bar so what have you two been up to nothing Looking for and failing to find information that is actually all found in this easily digestible pamphlet. Mm. I've got the teleport spell now. Sweet. Well done. Um, Arshan, could I dip into the party funds like a hundred gold? For what? Pocket change. For what? In case I want to get something. Like what? I kind of... Food, maybe? I don't know. A night's stay at a brothel? Okay. Yeah. I'll... I'll get you some receipts for an expense report. There you go. Thank you. Add zero gold. <laughs> so, do are we are we done here? Do we want to dip out? Go? Do we want to check out this red moon fiasco and see what that's about? I don't feel like it's really anything. 
there are also no like directions or people to talk to like in case of like curious about the red moon talk to reverend george like there's no like specific delineation on that that you're able to see on first glance it really just feels like rampant disinformation that even by talking about how ridiculous it is we are perpetuating the problem Hmm. fair enough Anybody heard anything about Orcus around here? I no, just no. the name. Yep. Those busy. two things couldn't possibly be related. Do you think? Oh, there is I wonder if that devil is still up and running for business. How do you mean? There, there was a devil a while back um, who set up shop looting around Vascor. Um, I can't remember for the life of me the name. Mm. If he was affiliated with Orcus, wouldn't he be a demon? Avenues and windows gotta take all of them, right? Mm, yeah. I suppose. Arjan? You'd be able to tell if there were a demon or a devil within our immediate vicinity <clears throat> well I could do that but you can do that in a slightly less immediate vicinity I can, I can do it within a mile primeval awareness okay and that tells you it does not tell you the direction but it tells you like what pings off of it yes okay uh, yeah you get a you get two pings uh, the first ping that you get is Fiend, uh, and the second ping that you get is Fae. Uh, most notably, it is a different Fae ping uh, than Cory typically gives off. I'm getting... There is a Fiend, and there is a Fae. Intriguing. Hmm. What are Fae doing in Vascor? Place of learning. Or they might be here to help. Regardless. Guys, the mints in the bathroom taste like soap. What? Do not try them. Sean just, like, looks at you from the bar. And just shakes his head. Goes back to cleaning mugs. So what are we doing? Either we can pursue a lead and try and find an orcus cult here. Which may or may not exist. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or, we can go home. We can go to Gideon. We can convince Gideon to get a periwinkle coat of paint. And try and look for a demon expert. And get advice in it. And a actually workable game plan. You know, out of those two options, I prefer the latter. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, if you want, I can ask you about cults and stuff. Here, since we're here, Caleb leans over to Corey. Could you do the thing? The buzzkill thing? Hmm. That might be necessary. 
Gwen. What? Uh, incoming buzzkill. What? Why? We've got to be serious right now. Fine. Alright. Because they're always so later. mean to me. I just want to have fun for one night. Well, we've had our fun. It's time to... I mean, is it really necessary? You no. can see that Sean is pulling a smaller, shorter chair over to the dumb baby jail corner. Setting it up, just like, preparing just for... <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's on part. Like, the last time I tried to have fun, I got hand broken by a god. What? You what? I got my hand broken by a god. When? Oh, like months ago, month ago. I don't know how time works. We travel is, a lot. Is that why it's not healing proper? Yeah. Which god? Which god do you? My god! My god! Why did your god break your hand? Because it was talking to a different god who doesn't like that. I felt bad, so I kept breaking it. It's like a penance or something. I don't know. Felt right. Still feels right. I can still do a lot with it, though. I'm really strong. Plus, when I'm drunk, I can't feel it at all, so it's, like, awesome. When is your hand still broken? It, well, it was just three fingers. You didn't, like, break my actual hand, but yeah. Gwen, you said that that would be healed by now. I mean, it would be. If she wasn't re-breaking it. That can have lasting consequences that magic can't fix, Gwen. It'll be fine. We're always fine. Gwen. Anyways, if you want to buzz kill me, go ahead. Remind Excuse me who your god is again. Hellos, dude. No, I don't like talk about him all the time. I mean, I don't talk about him as much as you talk about your god or like that you are a god. But like, come on, it hasn't changed. Calum gets up, walks over to Sean, orders a shot. Uh, <laughs> Sean will give you a shot of rye whiskey. And then there's a second shot glass that is full of a vinegarish like liquid that came from a pickle jar. Ooh, that's mine. It's just pickle juice. <laughs> just what other god were you talking to? Umberly? No, 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 no. I, I'm not gonna talk to I'm, <clears throat> I'm really scary. No. Who's the other one? I, Tempest? Tempest is Talos. <sighs> I don't Tempest know much about Tempest. human gods, alright? I'm. Can I I'm insight a check Gwen? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and you were raised by I'm Goliaths. Not... I, it's honestly very confusing. Uh. 18. RJ I'm, uses meta-knowledge. I'm <laughs> mostly confused as to why he thought it was necessary to break your hand. 
and why is... you continue to think it's necessary to keep it broken. <clears throat> He's a very grumpy god. I mean, he didn't like it when I tried to talk to Arjun's god. He kicked me in the chest that time. And then remember he took my eye? Like, it's kind of like on par for him, really. doesn't sound like a very kind god. Uh, I mean, he's uh, stern but fair. Wrathful and jealous, more like. <laughs> Corey's gonna grab her hand. Ow, no! Is this fair, Gwen? He could have killed me. Takes her hand back. Look, if y'all are just gonna be mean to me more, I'm just gonna go home and go to sleep. Gwen, no. The point is, I don't want to be mean to you. I just get upset when I know that someone's been hurting my friend. Well, I get upset when you guys just leave and don't tell us stuff, and then I'm left by myself for, like, a long time. And I get bored, and I'm, like, doing stuff with my tribe, but also, like, I don't know. I feel like I should be doing something. It's fine. Let's just go. Yeah. Gwen, you're the first person to stand up from your table and just, like, little tipsy. <laughs> Your like your speech is slurring, but like your motor skills otherwise oh, yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, I have a silver dono. I would bring us to Gideon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you find a building, doorknob it up, and you were able to hop into Gideon, no problem. And just as you walk in, hello, resident Kalem. Hello, resident Arjan. Hello, resident Corey. Hello, resident Gwen. I'm going to bed. Remember to take off your shoes. Eh. There was the finger. Wobbles upstairs. Gideon, please don't forcefully eject her. And you can see, like, you can feel the house, like, like swells a little bit, like a breeze rolled through and then just lets itself down, almost as if this house had shoulders it was relaxing and focusing on its breathing. Caleb just grabs a mop and cleans up after Gwen. Okay, you guys are back in Gideon. Who's going to convince Gideon to adopt Periwinkle as their color scheme? Not Caleb. <laughs> Gideon. Yes, Resident Arjan. Corey wishes us Let's watch. Corey, where are the swatches? <laughs> Corey will produce uh, the swatches very grumpily, uh, switch it to the periwinkle one, and hand it to Arjan. Can you be this color? I, I, this color. Make a deception check against the house. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I 
Okay. There is like a groaning. I would really like you to be this color so that we could possibly get advice from someone who is much better qualified at, our, at the job that we are trying to do. It is a matter of dire importance. And I would very much like to impress upon you that I need you to be this color. And I would like to use my forceful presence. Okay. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Gideon did not roll very high. Uh, they seem to be not exactly the keenest on Periwinkle. But they express uh, that once they have locked into that color, they are forced to stick with that color for several months uh, as part of the house's design. It will consider this a test run to see if it likes Periwinkle. But in the words of Gideon, it doesn't know if it is trying to be blue, purple, or some sort of desiccated flower. Great. Well, now, now that Gideon looks like an overcast sky, um, how can... Uh, do, we, do we just need to call up Valera? Uh, Gideon, do you have any protocols to take us to Lyra? Um, Gideon states that they do not have any to take you directly to Lyra. However, there has been a, uh, a new addition has been authorized. What? It's within the basement. Okay. What? What the fuck did the Blair Witch put in our basement? There is a room that you are unaccustomed to, and the strangest thing is, is that at the end of this room, there is a doorway, which there looks to be a half circle uh, in chalk uh, that is actually, like, extending from the wall outward, almost like it would continue past it to another direction. There's a note that is stuck in the door that says, simply turn the key when you are ready. And then ready. it is signed, uh, it is signed Alira. Ready for what? You were guessing, I would say that you were guessing that she had said that she would put you in contact with Tasha. Uh, well then, um. Well, I guess we'll, we will need to do that after we take a long rest. rest up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, um, let's do this in the morning. Where's Gideon currently located? Uh, Gideon is at the old location of the tribe. Yes. Oh, let me... If um, everyone's going to bed, Calum will recalibrate Gideon to the new location of the tribe. Okay. Uh, you have not placed Gideon there yet. Oh, we have to place Gideon there? Yes. You could place it in Vascor if you wanted. But as Gwen is the only one who has been to the new location of said tribe, that would be 
that would be your best bet is to get Gwen's help. But she seems rather obstinate right now. Good word. <clears throat> All right. Um, I guess see you in the morning. See you in the morning. Okay. Anything anyone wants to do over the evening? Corey goes out the front door. Okay. And in the uh, secluded area where the uh, Goliath tribe used to be, uh, she's going to spend the night um, cracking firewood and setting things on fire. Okay. Summer form. Sounds good. I hadn't even changed the layout to reflect otherwise, so that's totally fine. Yeah. Just to satisfy some curiosity, Caleb's trancing to the library. Okay. Heads on over to that blue book and greets Saloon. Talks about his day and then asks, Is there a moon inside the moon? There is a pause longer than you would like. And the response is, no, who told you this? There's a pamphlet here in Vascor claiming that there's a moon inside the other moon, and it's kind of hollow in there so that the moon inside the moon can move around. It's weird. Do you believe should... every pamphlet you read? No, that's how I got into a pyramid scheme. There is no moon within this moon. Thank you for not ending it there. <laughs> you are welcome. No, but think about the context of a moon goddess saying, there is no moon, yeah. and then ending it there. There is no moon. What do you mean? Good night! <laughs> if anything, he'll just... If he's not taking up Celine's time, chat with her casually about things. Yeah. She's down. Uh, she's down to uh, She's down to hang. Nobody really talks to her all that much. There are uh, a few new followers every once in a while, but uh, Moon God is a, a pretty stable place to be. Like, she doesn't need, like, uh, as far as, like, uh, direct clergy and all that. Like, most people pay respect to the moon because it helps literally everything. Oh, I met the Elven Pantheon. They're nice, question mark? Interesting is the word you were looking for. Yes. Interesting. Then there was this deep, creepy forest where the drow pantheon were. We didn't go down there. It is better not to play in Loth's game. If given the opportunity. I think that's a game everyone loses, but, you know... There is one who has been playing for a long time. Is it Loth? Who's been playing Loth's game? Yes. Uh, no. It is actually, uh, she will let you know that Loth's uh, fiercest competitor is Elastrae. Huh. They play a game known as Saba with each other. Is that like Mancala? Uh... It is chess with dice and cards. Huh. 
That sounds fun. But yeah, that's it for Caleb. Okay. Sounds good. Corey's out just wrecking shit. Uh, having a having a grand old time. Uh, so, first thing in the morning, everybody's waking up, having a great time. Gwen oh, walks please. downstairs, eyes slightly squinted. Coffee, please, Gideon. Coffee, please. No coffee appears. Gideon? Please remove your shoes, Resident Gwen. Jesus, should I sleep in this? Ugh. She bends over and is under the table for a moment. Takes her shoes, puts them by the door. Then Ugh. a coffee cup emerges. Oh, you're the best. Where are we? Uh, it will state that it they you are at the location of your old tribe. Oh. He will call them the stomping grounds. Yeah. I like that. Is everyone else still trancing and sleeping? Um. It lets you know Arjan would still be asleep or is like in the process of waking up, but Corey and Calum, because they only need the four hours, have been coming and going as they please. Wonderful. Gwen uh, sees a flash of light from outside. Ah! Uh, are they burning stuff? Are they practicing fireballs? I have indeed seen flames throughout the evening. Resident Corey seemed to have been taking a keen interest in fire starting. Well, it's always good to learn new things, huh? Indeed. Resident Gwen. Yeah. Be honest. Mm -hmm. I need an unaffiliated opinion. Okay. Is this a good color for me? Yeah. I mean, it makes you look a little bit more open. Makes the walls feel a little bit, you know. It, it's almost like a sky, you know? I was unsure I like as to how I would like it. Well, how are you feeling about it? I mean, that's really what matters. Iffy. Yeah. Might grow on you. Give it, give it a few days. I think it works. If I had an opinion. But you see what I wear, so like cream and like there's like a little like oh thank off. you so much just a <laughs> just a dash okay uh gwen will move to the door uh opens it how y'all doing out there yeah Salem has been misty stepping around and firing off uh shots of firebolt uh, starting early aren't we Oh, morning. Coffee's on. Gwen sees uh, or hears the sound of paper ripping uh, and then sees a page like flutter down uh, and before it hits the ground it just erupts into flames and oh. then falls into ash. It's raining books! Corey's up, up on the roof just burning things. Oh. Oh, summer form, I see. I like the stubble. Strip. 
Well, I'm gonna have Gideon start breakfast. Any requests? Um, looking at Cory and then back down to Gwen, and then up to Cory and then back down to Gwen. Flapjacks? With apples? Maybe like the cinnamon apple, like, uh, reduction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can do. Scuttles back inside. <laughs> Gideon! Yeah. Gideon will, uh,. It is magically created food. It will never be as good as uh, if somebody were to make it themselves. But y'all have been sustained off Gideon for uh, quite a while now, and there's no need to stop now. Uh, so yeah, Arjan, you wake up to uh, the smell of delicious food being made uh, downstairs. Is there anything that you wanted to do specifically while you were uh, before meeting down with the rest of the group? Nope. All righty, breakfast time. Everyone, everyone good? Yeah, I'm um, just gonna hit the shower real quick. Okay. Caleb's gonna go take a quick shower. Corey, you joined for breakfast? You staying outside burning shit? Uh, Corey will come in. Okay. Smelling like smoke. Okay. Dude. You start a fire outside. Oh yeah. Okay. Is it contained? Looks out the window. Yeah. Flapjacks. Apple cinnamon. Good shit. I'm, I'm not going to pry. I'm... We're preoccupied. We have to talk to Tasha today. Uh, oh! Oh, is that what we're doing today? Yes, that's what we're doing today. Shit, okay. Alright. What do we know about Tasha? I've only heard stories. Not very many. <clears throat> she, she knows how to get one over on demons. We would just like to ask for advice. Alright. Well, how friendly is she? I have no idea. What is her opinion going to be of a Kaelin? I have no idea. What is her opinion going to be of Gorlock? Oh. Because okay. I'm willing to pull rank if it's going to help, but if it would I... be best for me to stay silent, then I should probably know. I mean, are your spells in the player's handbook? I don't what? think you can pull rank. Caleb's nose bleeds in the shower. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Be charming, respectful. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, 
I, if the stories are correct, her mother is Baba Yaga. Who's a hag, right? Jury's out on that. Right. Well, then, what do you know about Baba Yaga then? Uh, mother of witches, um, creeping hut. Tend to, tends to be pretty reclusive. Is she anything like Ella Stray? No. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, Baba Yaga doesn't. The, the stories that come out about her aren't very good. Okay, so we're not making any deals. Just asking for opinions and advice? We're, we're explaining our situation and asking for advice. Okay. Um, Apparently, she's powerful enough to be creating her own plane. Which is where we might be going. Hmm. Down the stairs. Someplace called Prismere, from what, um, else, from what our friend was saying. Caleb does that all the time. He has his own plane in his magnificent mansion. Mm, it's something to take a liminal space and turn it into an abode. It is another thing to formulate your own land. And a prism <clears throat> is a reflection of light, right? Anything to do with that? Yo no sé. Maybe. See, I know things. All right. Gwen finishes her uh, cup of coffee. Do I smell? Do I need to shower first? Smell kind of boozy. Oh. Would you? She motions. I I'm not that kind of wizard. Oh, Corey, can you do the thing? What thing? Make me smell better. I can't that? do that. Who can do that? Can none of us do that? None of us can do that. Oh my god. Okay. I'll be back in five minutes. I'm just gonna do a quick body shower. Okay. Gwen runs upstairs. <laughs> Alright, so Gwen has run off to the shower. Is there anything that the three of you want to talk about while Gwen is currently absent from the table? Glenn uses Axe Body Clone. Run to Axe Body Spray. <laughs> Corey's no. gonna Corey's gonna pick up a toothpick, set it on fire, and uh. just like toss it in the sink. What? Okay. Corey, are you okay? You've been setting fire at the things. All evening. Gideon pipes concerned. up and you see the sink like dispenses water on the toothpick. It was especially concerning when you were 
tearing pages out of a book to light them on fire. I have to be completely honest with you. I'm furious. In general, or at something in particular? I'm furious that Gwen's god has been hurting her, and that Gwen didn't trust us enough to tell us about it. the first time we've messed with deities and not said anything i think that's just our mo at this point well it shouldn't be there's a lot of undue suffering that happens when we don't talk to each other and i know that better than anyone else Maybe after talking with Tasha, we hold a little intervention. Perhaps. The only reason I haven't brought it up yet is because I know that if I say something now, I'm going to say something that I regret. And it's only going to prove her right for not wanting to talk to us, so... When cooler heads prevail, then. I think I'm a little too close to the situation. Give me a little time to cool down and... Get out of summer form? Sets another toothpick on fire. Just tosses it. Spurt of water from the sink again as soon as it enters into it. We'll get there. Yeah. Didn't we all promise no more secrets from each other? Okay. As you say that, Calum, I feel like that would be a good spot. Gwen, shower ends. Bathed. Already got that shit taken care of. On lock. You smell great. <laughs> Why does a shower always feel the best after you've been drinking? What's uh, the regulation body temperature? If oh. you ask Gideon, uh, Gideon's response will be uh, that when you sleep, you sweat out all of the booze. The shower is just cleaning the skin. You're a very smart house, Gideon. I am more than a house. You're a friend. I am a home. You're right in the fields, Gideon. Alright, so we're gonna go talk to Tasha. I'm gonna be as quiet as possible. Probably. Right? Just to confirm, who's talking here? Uh... Right. I okay. Arjun? Can? I mean, I can explain our situation. Did you roll your blood die for today? I did not. Let's see what that is first. <laughs> 19. 
Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to take point, Arjun, I can back you up with whatever facts I know. Okay. And if this turns into a fake bureaucracy thing, then I can advise. If it turns to a fight, Gwen? I got it. Well, mm. probably not. She's a fucking, like, archface sort of thing, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. But oh. I think she's just a wizard. Oh. But a wizard who's gotten one over on demons. Yeah. Lots and oh. lots of demons. Well, it's a good thing that none of us are demons, then. If it does come to blows, then Gwen and I can just park ourselves on either side of her and keep hitting until she stops moving. That is a great plan, Corey. I mean, it's not. We don't oh, want to uh, do that, right, Arjun? Are, are we ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to the creepy basement door. Okay. Brand new basement door. It looks... Definitely a little creepy, uh, but as per the instructions upon being ready, insert the key that you have, turn the door, uh, and there is like a brilliant light that shines through. Like it is definitely like, like when you see, like when seeing it, if I saw it in person, I would yell, oh God, my mole eyes, because I'm inside all the time, hence the name Indoor Adventurer. But that is what, uh, that is the kind of feeling that you get is that it is much brighter and it is like, it is like that filtered brightness that you would see in a movie where there's no way that a actual sun is making things look as soft and filled as they are. Like it, there's definitely a filter here that's going on, but stepping through, uh, where you had been, uh, once you get onto this and it's like a nice kind of stone worked floor uh looks like it's made with expert masonry as soon as you pass it the door behind you shuts and you see that there is that second half of the spell circle that had been there before as well as a door that looks very similar uh to the door that you had entered through although now the door is periwinkle who would have thought uh but in this place, you can see that you are in a walkway. There is a beautiful garden that surrounds you. There are topiaries. There's a little staging area that you can see is like set up with like teas and cakes and all sorts of things there. Uh, and most uh, most notably, you can see that there is a large palace that is in the process of being built it doesn't look like it has fully finished its construction but you can see that there are like rabbit people that are operating some pulleys and cranes getting things together there are frog people that are in the process of also like kind of digging out moats and other things like that it seems like there's a, a variety uh of workers who are here and when you all step through uh standing here and kind of looking about you also notice that at the end of the walkway facing towards the other direction there is a massive gate but the gates bars have been pulled up to allow passengers through and you just see a silhouette of a long cape blowing in the breeze a large wide-brimmed hat that sort of like crooks a little bit at the top and you see that there are slender arms that are outstretched and just holding in a position. Caleb will stop everyone 
And it looks like they are not facing your direction. Can I arcana to see if they're casting a spell? Yeah, make an arcana. 30. It does indeed look like they are cre they are crafting a spell. We should probably wait till they're finished. Who's uh, that? Okay. They're casting something, and I don't want to find out what happens if we interrupt. Fair. Okay. Um, is this one of those ten-minute spells, or is this one of those seven-hour spells? Is, is there a place set up to wait? Yeah, there's like a little waiting table, not too far away from where you are. And it looks like, uh, like as you're sort of like, is do we wait here? Like, do we do this? You see that the arms fall and like roll the shoulders a little bit. There's a quick turn, and you see that there is a slender-looking woman. Uh, she has uh, uh, what looks to be like the heart lipstick on uh, on her lips. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a little. Um, the Cupid's bow. Uh, and there is also what appears to be a chicken foot that is tattooed along uh, the uh, upper cheekbone of her right uh, of the right side of her face. And uh, her clothes are very like uh, very nice rich grays and dark blues. Uh, and as uh, this woman turns and looks at you again. This sort of raven black hair, uh, kind of cascading off of her shoulder to about uh, just a little bit past. It doesn't go uh, down further onto the chest. It's just sort of resting, uh, and she looks curious. And you see that she will put a finger up to her lips and sort of tap it one, two, three, four. And you see that there is a magical effect that occurs on her finger as she casts this four. There is a moment where things feel out of place and she is directly in front of you. But, like, there are other things that have, like, shifted in place. It looks like she has somehow stopped time in order to actually approach you. She's, and... She's now sitting at the uh, at the table and just says, I, I would like to say I wasn't expecting company, but I'm always expecting company, especially when dear cousin ends up saying that I'll have visitors. Hello, hello, hello. And who might you all be? Uh, hello. hello. Uh, I'm Arjan. This is Kaylin Gwen. Corey, um, she'll stand weird. and extend a hand out wow. and she Thanks. will take yours and and Gwen as she takes yours and like you can get a good look at her eyes like she like normally from how far you saw like they looked very dark you couldn't get a good read on them but now that you're closer it is like a deep rich wood but the circle right around where the iris is there is this rich verdant green that seems to shine through that you can only see when you are this close to that person and she looks at you <laughs> brief smile Gwen so I kind of like sits back down like 
shakes Cam, your hand, Caleb. Cam takes the hand, gives a small bow. Extends the hand out to Corey. Corey takes it. Small bow. And then extends the hand out to Arjan. And uh, he will shake it. Um. Corey, Arjan, Caleb, Gwen. You may call me Tasha. How, again, it's not often that my cousin sends visitors. If you'd like to sit, you can. Otherwise, we can all speak uh, standing, although it's not as comfortable. Can I interest you in a chaise lounge? Uh, uh, we can make one out of the topiary, or if you'd prefer one with fabric, it will take me roughly about six seconds to make. If you need anything, please, uh, just let me know. This is my first great work, mind you. I'm sort of getting the feel out, but I, I think I have the the an understanding of the way that the magics here work. Of course, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, mostly, we just wanted to ask for some advice. Uh, you see, we're, we're an adventuring group um, who has a uh, pretty dire situation in front of us. <laughs> we need to retrieve the true name of Caius from Orcus in order to stop him from devouring our world. We've come to ask for your advice on how to do that. That does sound like a very dangerous, very noble cause. I would be willing to offer information and services. In order to do so, I would ask one thing of all of you, if that is within my right, within my means. There are three rules that we have here, one of which is reciprocity, sort of this for that, as it were. So what say you? Seems like you need something rather pressing, and maybe I have something to offer that is equally as important. You said three rules. Yes. One of them is reciprocity. The other is hospitality. And then there's a third one that I'm still working on and or the DM can't remember what the third one is on top of his head. That's fair. As long what, as you're not trying what, to be tricky. What have you said so far? Reciprocity hospitality. and hosp hospitality. Hospitality. Oh, shit, now I can't remember the last one. I've got notes. I got notes on this shit. the third one. Reciprocity, hospitality, and ownership. I'm still working that one out. <laughs> it's very difficult. Like, I'm I'm going to be real with you all. I've uh, never made a plane plane before. Uh -huh. This is sort of a, a, a first run, a test. I'm thinking this plane like make like one big one but like divide it mm. into three different pieces one could be like all like craggy and mountains and rain and the other could be more of like a forest with a big pond and then the third one 
If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, a large swamp. I actually kind of like swamps. They oh. remind me of home a little bit. I, I understand the feeling. Um, what uh, I would ask of you, and I will make my request first. This is not something I normally do, but I understand, again, what your request is. I would like that none of you tell anyone that I'm here. If you are to speak to me or speak of me outside of this place, I'm testing out the name Zbilna. I think it'll carry a little bit further if you could just tell people Zbilna's very kind, very nice. She's wonderful in this land of Prismere. I think it would draw a crowd. Okay. Does that sound reasonable for you? you? You're oh. not a god, right? <laughs> no. Okay, good. I am not. There are those who have exclaimed otherwise in the heat of passion, but a god I am not. Gwen's eyebrows seem to leave her forehead for a moment. So, for the advice, we just give you free advertisement as a bill now? Yes. Word of mouth can go a long way. Especially in the adventuring industry. Would you agree? Uh, of course. That and I seem to be in the company of some rather powerful fae. If you would let certain individuals know she looks at you pointedly Corey that I am trying to mind my own business that I won't be causing any problems for anyone for the foreseeable future just let me have this and I'll make everything else that I've ever done go away and people won't even remember Tasha They'll update rule sources so it just says hideous laughter and my name won't be associated with it at all. I'm aware of the other worlds. So what do you say? I help you and in return, just pretend I'm someone else. It's that all? For now. I owe Alira one. She's always been good to me. Not true family. I am true family, but not really. Mother doesn't adopt children very often. I mean, do you need any assistance or anything? At this time, I don't think so. If you'd like to offer your assistance now, that's like a different matter entirely. Or if you know a good noodle recipe, if you know a good... I'm still trying to work out the broth and the consistency of them, but... I got a good soup recipe. Well, I am always here for a good soup. It's almost I soup can't... season. Yeah, I can't I, make I it as good as my mom, but... I don't know about soup, but I could offer a sample. And I will pull out a potion of maximum power. That looks like quite the sample indeed. 
within the Fae, um, there is a, a few alchemy shops um, under my care. Uh, if if you require any sorts of potions that may take longer, I'm sure you know how to work around the Fae time dilation, yes. but um, I would be happy to let the proper people know. Um, that I appreciate any help that you offer here. I do love helping. And I think I will take you up on this. And I will give her the potion of maximum power. She will gladly if, take that. If she lightning bolts us, she will deal maximum damage. Just drinks it real quick. Fireball! No, like, you're fine. Uh, she will gladly accept this potion of maximum power. Uh, and she says, this is quite a helpful tool. This is a wonderful sample. Now you were all curious about how to wrest the true name of Caius from Orcus. He is one that is not so easy to manipulate as the others. How do I put this? Hellbent would be putting his mentality lightly. This is an individual who existed for a time since the beginning of the Blood War in a way, was a hero by teaming up with the other demon princes, including my ex, going up against the Obrith, which I wouldn't worry about them. They're a little beyond scope, as it were. Managed to fight them off. Effectively, the son of the Pale Mother and Tharsden, in a sense, died after becoming a demon lord, reconstituted himself into a man named Tenembros, became Orcus again, died, then went through the whole process of going from the very, very base of demon kind all the way through the ranks until he could become the Prince of Undeath once again. If there is anything that Orcus is, it is persistent in wanting to be Orcus. You have to commend him for that. As I'm sure you know, Orcus very strong with his wand. The wand can be destroyed, though. Although it does take, uh, let's see here, um, a little bit of a hard-to-find substance that I am not exactly uh, bereft with, uh, being the black blood of Tiamat's heart. If you can get some Tiamat heart blood and soak Orcus's weapon, uh, specifically the wand in it, uh, it would destroy the wand. Now, I will 
speak to you plainly. Uh, it will not destroy the wand permanently. The wand has a 100-year respawn with it. So if you destroy the wand in 100 years, it will uh, come back, whether it will grow inside of a man, uh, to which Orcus will remove the head, spine intact, and say, Haha, my wand has been regained. Uh, or adventurers and the like will find pieces of it and they try and put it together or they just keep it for themselves usually uh, the presence of orcus's wand does cause uh downfall of kingdoms it's usually uh -huh. associated with it uh in some form uh, there was a man i once knew uh who actually gave his daughter uh, a piece of the wand of Orcus as what he described as revenge it was strange. He wasn't even really a follower of Orcus. He followed uh, Kyrianthali, but it's entirely up to him. Assuming that we can get this blood, what do we do with it? Well, you would take the blood uh, and you would put it into a, uh, a container of sorts where you could dunk uh the wand of orcus into it uh that's what i'm assuming i've never destroyed his wand myself uh this is actually advice from uh, a man named saint solus he was a uh, a saint to Ilmater on the in the realm of faerun uh, very much a blowhard individual but that was what he had said uh as far as the destruction of orcus and then i got to see it not firsthand mind you but a little bit of magical mojo. Theory, a theory, blah, 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 blah. Now continue, it's fun. Theoretically, if we had some sort of vessel that could contain, per se, greater fey beings and the like, would changing a few properties on it enable us to seal away the wand? I haven't tried. The wand isn't sentient. You might be able to... Well, there's banishing. You could always banish it to a demiplane. Keep it there. Uh, it does find a way to make itself a problem. And that is more Orcus's will than any. Yes. You with the nice eyes. Oh. <laughs> um, so we destroy Orcus's rod thing mm -hmm. uh then what because then he's just gonna be mad at us right and then he'll be very large very big but he won't have a he won't have a sizable portion of his power oh oh so we could just beat the shit out of him yes he Ooh, does okay. use his mace as a club uh in, oh, in uh, drastic no circumstances mm -hmm. i would mm -hmm. say so if you are within thwacking distance uh it will be a, a rather sizable uh, point of damage. Don't but you worry. I can take a thwack. You look like it. In order to do that, we would need to find the Wand of Orcus first, assuming that he does not currently possess it. That would be correct. What plane did you say that you were from? Corsair. Corsair, yeah. Um, 
and uh, Tasha will uh, sort of think for a moment and says, it's actually the man who gave part of the wand to his daughter. He's uh, in a town called Woodfall on your plane near there. Looks at the map quickly. I don't think Woodfall is in the map. Woodfall is between the Gated Glen and Silt Creek. Oh. His name is Galen. Galen Carivar. Do you want to speak to him about ah. where his daughter is? Uh, be prepared. Uh, he is a, uh, he is of the Deep Seldari. Seems he was kicked out, uh, for, mm, how do I put this? Uh, male drow are not... Seen kindly in society. Seen kindly. Now imagine, if you will, you have a male drow... Uh -huh. who is a lover of the arts and fine theater. Uh -huh. So already not traditionally lining up with the drow, who decided to take a human companion and birthed a daughter. Is that all bad at all to me? Uh, Corey, you can make a history check. Do I know anything about this I got a 15 15 uh you would remember from speaking with Olivier from Reese, from uh, scrounging about uh inserts hellier that there was actually a drow house uh in the primary drow city near inserts hellier uh that had recently been established house ultanok uh house ultanok changing their house symbol uh to be the depiction of a smiling man and a uh what appeared to be a crying man which the drow uh described as the hunter and the prey it seems that this half drow uh has recently established themselves uh, as the head of one of the drow of one of the primary drow families, as you all are aware, that in order to become uh, or in order to get promoted within the Deep Seldari, you have to excel in one of three things: prestige, fear, or treachery. All right. <clears throat> So if you wanted to access to the Wand of Orcus, he might be a good person to speak to. Otherwise, his daughter might be an individual. She goes by the name Charlie. A very delightful child. We had dinner parties. Why are you giving me that look? No, no, I know. I, I was just thinking that this was a lot easier than the other options that we had. Which, I mean, not that it's easy, but it's like Wait. a lot less like deadly. It could be deadly if you wanted. Did you want deadly? I can make no, it deadly. No, 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 no. Look, I have a tribe to look after, okay? I can't mm -hmm. just be running off doing suicide missions. 
call it a hunch, but I... Don't. This is very good advice, and I feel like it's... Begging for things to go wrong as we pursue it. Oh, if it helps, if you do bathe the wand in Tiamat's blood, it will leave behind a gem, uh, solid white, that if you instill or plant like a tree, it will create an anti-demon zone, uh, which was, uh, I've heard was rather useful. It was in a place known as the Bloodstone Lands. They were able to get that to pop off. See? Looking better and better. Uh, does it have to be dipped or can it be splashed? as far as I know uh, submerged was submerged. the best option however the idea of submerging it while delivered through St. Solace was from Bahamut and he and Tiamat like I don't know if it was one of those situations where he was like yeah you totally need to soak it in there like get a lot of blood from Tiamat's mm. heart or if it was like you just need a, a, a light coating I'm mm -hmm. not entirely sure about that yeah. one again as i've stated i'm not a god i don't have uh yeah. um, omniscience it's yeah, yeah. someday but not now is that literal like tiamat's heart's blood well, that well, that was how it worked uh previously so i'm assuming uh, i'd effectively tiamat uh-huh dragon god goddess yeah. know of heard of her Technically, I'm, I'm aware. Technically, could be considered a fiend. In order to oust Orcus, you would either need her blood, which we have records of, of that working, or the blood of some greater evil. Well, evil's a strong word. Some greater abyssal fiendish presence than Orcus, which is... cuts the numbers down quite drastically. I can't think of many more. There's Tiamat. There is the Pale Mother. There are a few of the Obricks. You might... I really would not recommend that one. Uh... way Thorsten would be one but like no one has access to him we could we could probably manage uh, I, I guess my question is is does it have to be like straight out the heart or could it be like any of her blood oh the heart for definitely the heart is the, oh. the heart and the stomach are two parts of a whole when it comes to centers of magic uh, oh. of where you can pull abilities from. That's why breathing mm. is a very important uh, aspect of spellcasting. Because uh, you breathe and, from the heart, yeah. Well, you don't breathe from the heart, no, but you can breathe from your diaphragm in your heart. That is where all of the blood pumps through. Your heart, do your blood does not pump through your stomach. Oh, okay. We're all so, learning things today. <laughs> so, once we get rid of the wand, what is your recommendation for actually 
getting the name from Orcus. Because I assume if we destroy his wand, it's just a 100-year waiting game for him. Yes. That is... That is the stick of it, isn't it? Orcus does not, as I've learned, does not bargain. He does not like being able to have anything lorded over him. The easiest way, possibly, would be to offer him more land, more space. He has an entire layer of the abyss. He really isn't hurting for any. If you offer to bring him the heads of his hated brethren, the Demogorgon, he might listen. Mm. If you offer to bring him the head of my ex, he probably won't care too much. It's grassed, for those of you who are wondering. I had heard. It was huh. a fun time, but really he was just very, very clingy, which you would not expect, but... Really? Yeah. Well, huh. clingy for me. Ah. Just, I assume the god of desire would want to be desired, uh -uh. not... Not a god. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. He just likes it when people exclaim such. Ah. Mm, he's one of those. Nods. So, he doesn't bargain. He doesn't bargain. He can be appeased. He's jovial, in a sense. Big belly, big belly laugh, as it were. Well, well but won't be if we destroy his wand. He might find it humorous if you destroy his wand. But that won't make him listen. That will just make the threat of him not listening a little bit more bearable. So our backup plan, if he doesn't listen, is to gank the wand and have a punching match from what i recall he doesn't particularly like melee combat not a big fan of that no prefer spells prefer hordes of undead that's the thing is that with the undead that he summons it's not that he doesn't like the undead he doesn't like anything doesn't like anything that's not orcus if he had his well if he had his way everything everywhere Dust, ash, and then him. And in a way, I mean, she looks around. I think everybody kind of wants to get away for a little bit, but his is a little bit more drastic. This is a lot. <sighs> well, you know what? We have a we have a, a shopping list. A clear goal. I feel like we've learned a lot. I'm glad. Is there, is there a way to force the information from him? Yes. But that depends on how dirty you want to get your hands. Go on. I have a book. Oh. A book that I have found myself out of the reach of. Inside of that book, 
There are the names of many, many, many demons. Many of which, if you called on them, would be willing to serve you. Inside that book is also uh, certain outlines were put into place that should I forget how to bind demons, that they would act to remind me. One of you is a magister. She looks pointedly at Calum. Well, you think I couldn't tell? You have young Elminster written all over you. What are the repercussions? <laughs> well, let's say you might go a little mad. Been there. Oh. This is unlike anything that you will have experienced. Believe you me. This isn't something that you can will yourself out of. To take from the abyss, as always, will cause the abyss to look back. And sometimes, it feels good to be noticed. Not saying that I would again that it's not me. Not what I'm trying to be, anyways. Well, Miss Sibelna, if it does truly drive someone mad, that's what I have these three for. You'd hope, wouldn't you? Hopefully Gwen and Corey just park themselves next to me and wail on me till I'm down. <laughs> Oh yeah, he got taken over by a ghost once. I knocked his ass right out. Ghost? Mm -hmm. It's very strong. I'm sure whatever you'll find in the book would pale in comparison to the ghost. How would we use the book to force knowledge from him? To use the book to force the knowledge. In the same way that there are spells and abilities that you can use to delve into the mind of a mortal. There are spells and abilities that you can use to pleasantly extract information from demons. I'm aware. Whether it is pleasant for them is a very different story. It's all there in the book. And if we were to ask where the book is? Well, if you were to ask to where the book is, that I can help you with as well. And she will extend her hand out to you, Calum. Calum gives a nod to the party and reaches out and places his hand in hers. Uh Yeah, it's you can say uh, uh before the hand makes contact and she just has it out. If we're going for your rule of reciprocity, we wouldn't want asses for nothing. 
You've already given me something incredible today. A sample. Uh, the recipe? I have a sample. Oh. And I'll pull out the potion of Draconic Majesty. And you see that her eyes, like, they grow. Not like anime, like, haha, but like, she definitely is like, oh. Hmm. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit, is this how she gets the Jabberwock? Possibly. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> In exchange to borrow your book with any advice on how to avoid its horrible effects and to achieve our goal and save our world. She will take it in her hand. And you see that there is just a brief flourish, and it is no longer in her hand. She seems to have sequestered it into her robe sleeve some magical way. Uh, now, if you want to buy one of those, they're very expensive, and it takes about six months to actually create one, so... Uh, she'll nod. Uh, and there is a little bit of a, a little bit of a giggle that comes out with it as well. Uh, and she says, uh, the rules on how to use it, the dangers that it will entail, and the means of getting the information that you need from Orcus. All we have to do is shake on it. She extends the hand out. Paid in full. Pap. Okay. And Calum, as you clasp Tasha's hand, that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful adventure in Dungeons and or Dragons. Guys, we went to Prismere for a hot second. Woo! Wild Beyond the Witch Light! It was great. It was a great campaign. Thank you to all the, the people. The Wild Before the Witch Light. Hey, hey! It's a great time. But I always have a great time whenever these folks are on the channel. Hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. My name is RJ. You can catch me at rjustice 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in life and sometimes stream with my friends. You can catch me here, of course, as Cam the Shatterkai Wizard Fighter. Uh... <laughs> And Thursdays over at GGK for our elegant creatures game where it is a monster of the week. Good society hack where things are winding down actually. We just took care of a big bad and we're gonna go on an adventure Saturday morning, uh, Saturday uh, evenings over at GGK once again where we do our parsings game. It's a card deck building game where you try and draw as many successes as you can from the deck. We're fighting someone and haha I made a bet with another player that if one of our characters die, the other person names the new character. Uh, finally, Sunday mornings over at the Hype Goblins channel where we do a D&D &D 5e campaign. It's homebrew, it's fun, it's funky fresh. Um, oh, also, I've been spreading some misinformation. <laughs> November 12th is the Humblewood game I'm running over at the Hype Goblins channel. <laughs> I had a massive panic attack last week. 
<laughs> DanaeKuner.com. Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackmap. You can find me at LB Hackmap on the Twitters and the Twitches. Uh, the next time I'm going to be live is probably tomorrow afternoon. We'll see. I've been spending some time with my partner in person. The only time we have together. Sorry. Uh, but it's, you know, I might be playing Dead by Daylight. I might not, you know, I don't, I don't want to rush things. But I will be on GGK uh, after that in the evening at 8 o'clock uh, doing our Squire Squad game, I think, this week, which yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and, and then the next time I'm going to be live is on Friday. Laura and I are going to be playing some uh, Midnight Ghost Hunt. Um, and then on Sunday we'll be back for a one-shot run by either uh, Savannah or uh, Rachel on my channel on LB Hackamup. Um, so just keep in touch with my Twitter and I'll tweet when I'm live or when I'm going live or when we're going to be live. So, Danakeener.com. Oi, on Cyber, can you find me? Uh, I'm I'm not doing anything right now. Um, I do twitch.tv slash CyberWolfTotal1. I take a little break. I might need to figure out what I'm doing because I don't really feel like playing Bayonetta right now. I'll figure out something. Danae Hey, everybody. Speaking of DanaeKeener.com, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can also find me uh, at Danae Keener on Twitter. I've got a pinned tweet there. You can see the two games that I am in. Uh, I'm playing Corey and Maury right now. So go and look at the pictures that I've drawn of them and uh, find out if you can make a stream uh .com. and if you've made it this far you probably already know who i am but if you don't hey acorns how's it going it's me your buddy your pal your friend the indoor adventurer the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures we do shows like this on mondays at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time right now we don't have any other games going on because as i've stated multiple times throughout the last weeks i'm moving so when you next see me i will be not in this space i will have moved Aha! um so that means no show next week because i move that tuesday and i need that monday to make sure that everything is in boxes and it's gonna be a great time no anxiety no stress relating to that at all that'd be fine but if this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs, each of the games that we've played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. You can find us there at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But for now, we are going to be heading off into that Patreon-supported after show. So once again, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!